Hey, this is Lexi. This is Ari. And you're listening to Hotel Earth. Hi, we'd like to extend our stay and upgrade. How are you doing? I I am trying. I just realized how far away the mic was from me, and now I have to reposition where my where my mouse is. Get yourself a little too. It's too much for my small brain. Situated. Get yourself situated. Everyone, get yourself a little comfy. Grab a nice mm-hmm. cup of tea, or if you're on your morning commute, settle in. Hope you're not take a, a swig of coffee. Yeah, I hope you're not on autopilot because that's dangerous when driving. So please be careful. Well, Lexi, uh, I just want everyone to know the little voices in my headphones are still talking. Um, I don't know if- Ari hears voices, everyone, and I'm not sure if I should be concerned or not. This is like the third time that she has expressed she is hearing people speak to her. Yeah, you know, I- so the headphones I use, um, they're auxiliary, so they plug into my computer- so there's, they're not, they're not radio or Bluetooth at all. So there's no reason I should be picking up frequencies, but I, but I'm hearing voices in my headphones. And I, 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 I sometimes like, I'm like, okay, are they, are, is that literally just my imagination? But when I take them off, I don't hear them. So it's definitely the headphones. And, um, I don't know. I told Lex that I'm, I'm I think someone's if, trying like, to speak to her from another dimension, either another dimension, oh, man, we enter the fifth, um, or I think I may be picking up some like Russian communication frequency, which would be really cool if I could be responsible for like decoding some of that. So maybe I should try and actually understand whatever it's saying. Cause I'm not sure it's in English. I can't promise it's in Russian, but I don't know if it's English. It's definitely not Spanish. It's definitely not Italian. Definitely not Farsi. I don't know. Anyway. So you guys, if you guys have ever heard of an auxiliary. I don't think anyone is. I hope no one is trying to put us in charge of national security because not that we wouldn't be good at it, but it's certainly not necessarily on the top of my list of things to be concerned with at the moment. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say I wouldn't be good at it. I'm such a spaz. There's no way (laughs) that I could handle information like that. I feel like you'd be a really great spy. If this whole podcasting doesn't work out for us, you should look into being a spy. First of all, I've definitely got, like, the intimidating spy look. Like, I could definitely pull off, like, that Angelina Jolie, like, chic for sure. Um, I was just thinking of the fact that you could absolutely get yourself invited to places that most could not. Moving right along, I'll keep you guys updated on the talking voices in my headphones. Today, we're talking about another renewable energy source, and that would be hydropower. It would be would be hydropower it is it is um hydropower hydropower lex can you tell me what you think of when you think of hydropower like what comes to mind water benders <laughs> like uh, like the last airbender yes, waterbender I, okay exactly i like where you're going with that so not that's fucking sick i'd love to do a whole episode about that but we're not your pisces ass be- would be absolutely a waterbender i am a waterbender you see me swimming around yeah i have 
I have. It's quite the sight. I got great form. What do you mean? <laughs> um, hydropower. Okay, well, not talking about waterbenders. Talking no. about the renewable energy source. Hydropower is defined as literally the energy uh, sourced from water moving from higher to lower elevations. Pretty simple. Um, there are two methods of this generation. Reservoir hydropower which are when hydropower plants rely on stored water in a reservoir mm-hmm. and run of river hydropower, which is when the plants harnessed, harnessed, which is when the hydropower plants harness energy from the available flow of a river. The reason I asked you what you think of when the word hydropower is brought up is because a lot of people typically will, will picture like this, really huge monstrosity of a structure that's like like the hoover dam you know or like and it's like Mm -hmm. powering an entire grid and you know it's not it's not always the case in fact historically humans have been harnessing water to perform work for thousands of years the greeks used water wheels for grinding wheat into flour over two thousand years ago the Egyptians used Archimedes water screws for irrigation during the third century BC. So the evolution of modern hydropower turbine began in the mid 1700s when a French hydraulic and military engineer, bear with me, his name is French, so I'm going to try and say this as best I can. Buckle up. <clears throat> Bernard Forest de Belludon. <clears throat> Anyways, wrote the groundbreaking architecture hydraulique. <laughs> the architecture hydraulique is essentially just a four-volume text covering engineering mechanics, mills, water wheels, pumps, harbors, and sea works. But that is the publication. Um, as Sounds I said, pretty wet. <laughs> I am ignoring that. Mid seventeen hundreds, it was published, which kind of. Um, I guess popularized or made more notable widespread. Yeah. Yeah. The spreading his seed. Okay. Of knowledge. Using <laughs> like a dandelion. Thank you, Thank you for the clarification. Um to make uh which kind of um made hydropower a little more explicit in how it's engineered. Fast forwarding to around eighteen eighty, a dynamo driven by a water turbine was used to provide arc lighting, which is a technique where an electric spark in the air between two conductors produces a light, boom, to a theater and storefront in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And in 1881, a dynamo connected to a turbine in a flour mill provided street lighting at Niagara Falls, New York. And both of these use direct current flow technology. However, we have transitioned to a different method used today which is called alternating current and the breakthrough in this method allowed power to be transmitted longer distances and ushered in the first u.s commercial installation in alternating current hydropower plant at the redlands power plant in california in 1893 and this power plant utilized pelton water wheels powered by water obviously from the nearby mill creek and a three-phase generator that ensured consistent power delivery. 
Long story short, shit's been used for a long time. Hydropower is nothing new. People have been using water as a source of energy for a long time. And in the past century, a number of innovations have enabled hydropower to become an integral part of the renewable energy mix. How how widely used do you think hydropower is? Like, do you think it's a main source of energy in the world, in the U.S. at the moment? So I have a little bit of a biased opinion because we've been doing a lot of research for energy, but I do think it's widely used Mm -hmm. and, um, I would actually assume if research aside, I would assume that it would be highly and widely used because it's super simple. Like Mm -hmm. it's a very easy process to create energy and, um, there's water everywhere. So I I would argue (laughs) why, why not use hydropower where you can. Bravo. Yeah, hydropower is actually, according to the UN, currently the largest source of renewable energy in the electricity sector, believe Hmm. it or not. It relies on generally stable rainfall patterns and can be negatively impacted, actually, by climate-induced droughts or changes to ecosystems, which impact rainfall patterns. Um, Shocker. Shocker. Uh, So this poses a bit of an issue as far as stability goes, because obviously, especially if you're using run-of-river hydropower, um, alternating fluctuations in weather can severely impact river flow. Mm-hmm. So it's very imperative that we are keeping the conditions stable, relatively stable for using it as a main source of energy. Makes sense. But, um, according to the U.S. Department of Energy, hydropower currently accounts for 31.5% of total U.S. renewable electricity generation, which amounts to about 6.3% of total U.S. electricity generation. At first, I got so teased because I was like, wow, 31%. Just of our renewable, um, just of our renewable total, exactly. And if you guys listen to the fossil fuel episode, you would know that currently in the U.S. and all around the world, for the most part, um, Countries are already relying on an integrated system of different types of both renewables and non-renewable energy. No one place is, that may not be true. I'm not, you have to fact check me on that. Most places are not say, 100%. There, there most are a couple places, places. Most places are not 100% reliable on relying on one energy source most of the time. Right. Um, so it makes sense that the U.S. is integrating hydropower at least a little bit somewhere, but 6.3 is 6.3% of total U.S. electricity generation. Uh, That's significant. Pretty significant. I mean... Especially if you break it down by state, though. Because there are some states that have damn near three quarters of their electricity coming from hydropower. Oh, yeah. And we will talk about those in just a minute. Um, But according to the EU... um, Hydropower is the second largest renewable electricity source. Um, It is 33% of the EU's renewable electricity production and 17% of the European Union's total electricity. So over double double what the U.S. uses, pretty much. Um, So as I said earlier, when, uh, when most people picture hydropower, 
they think of some just like obnoxiously large <laughs> like monstrosity of a dam something like the hoover dam or i think what's the other one called like the the really famous one in china uh the largest one in the world is the three gorges dam but the largest one dam. in the united states is the grand coulee dam thank you thank you for that so yeah, typically when people are thinking of hydropower, they're thinking of these really large dam systems with these really big plants. And like you're you're just that's not always the case. Of course, that happens, but they can be tiny too, which is in fact encouraged a lot of the time because it um, allows it to be a little bit more localized. Obviously, really large river systems aren't available in every state. Um, sometimes you have to kind of capitalize on the resources you have. So taking advantage of water flows in this municipal water facilities or irrigation ditches can be really beneficial depending on, you know, the region you're in if you, if you don't have access to a huge a system. Whatever the method, though, hydropower is much easier to obtain and more widely used than most people realize. Um, Lex had just pointed out a moment ago that it does depend on state in the U.S. It depends on region depends on what resources you have available um, available. And I want to ask Lex another fun question. Can you guess how many states um, use hydropower at least to some degree? Ooh, okay, so your question is how many use hydropower or yes. how many generate hydropower? How many use hydropower right now? I would say probably almost all of them. It's a very good guess. All but two states in the Ooh. U.S. Yeah. So Delaware and Mississippi, shame on you, are the only two that are not using hydropower for electricity. And of course, again, this, the amount generated uh, varies depending on state and what resources they have access to. And the same goes for countries throughout the world. Um, they, some countries, sub-Saharan Africa, for example, may not have access to hydro as a renew as a um stable renewable energy source mm. um but uh as just a fun little example again based in the u.s in 2020 about 66 percent of the state of washington um the state of washington's electricity came from hydropower so obviously washington is positioned in a very um their water cycles really work and <laughs> they've got tons of precipitation every day annual rainfall is astronomical and they probably are using tons of both uh, runner river and reservoir hydropower plants and it's just it's a resource that's very easily accessible for them to generate electricity from so that makes a lot of sense okay a pause for a wasabi almond break wasabi almond pause moving right along so i have very eloquently and gracefully and beautifully explained what hydropower is. I'm giving you guys some stats. Let's go over the more, I don't know, juicy part of the episode. The advantages and disadvantages. Yeah. Because you can't, it's not all sunshine and rainbows when it comes to environmental solutions. There are always going to be cons and downsides. And it's very important that we highlight them. And weigh whether those... um said cons are still worth it so moving right along let's start on a good and positive note shall we the advantages well <clears throat> can you guess 
one of the advantages, Lexi. It's quite obvious. That's fucking renewable. Thank you very much. Yes, it is a renewable. It is a renewable energy resource. Obviously, the energy the energy generated through hydropower relies solely on the water cycle, which is driven by the sun. Last time I checked, is not going anywhere unless we are getting sucked up into a black hole sometime soon. Which would fingers just crossed. Oh, <laughs> it would suck. <laughs> That is uh, Lexi's existential tone coming out a little bit. Oh, God, is my existentialism... Sh- is it is it showing? Can you see it from that angle? <laughs> Darn. <laughs> yeah, so it's renewable. Driven by the sun. Water cycle. Y'all don't know what the water cycle is. I'm happy to do an episode on it. I love me some water cycle. But, yeah, pretty standard. Another great advantage is it is... Oh, this is one of my personal favorites. It's a domestic source of energy. What does that mean? That means independent regions, states and countries alike, can produce their own energy without being reliant on international fuel sources. Insert standing ovation here. Mm -hmm. That is a very big deal. We all know how many political conflicts and wars have, have arisen due to fuel and the fight for fuel non-renewable resources precisely so it's a domestic source of energy if you have that resource abundant in your region brilliant use it don't start any political conflicts who needs that that shit's negative we don't want that i don't want that i'm tired of everyone fighting over oil and i know it's much bigger than anything i could possibly imagine but i'm pretty sure i understand the gist fuel equals money which equals power and it's fun to hold on to that but let's spread the love a little bit you know what maybe i don't need the oil i've got a really fat fucking flow of river right over here (laughs) i got a fat ass hydropower plant bitch what do you have Bitch, what do you have oh you have you have shale oil Mm, cute whatever everyone can get that so last season so last season next item of business it's affordable like super affordable super affordable it's one of the cheapest if not the cheapest sources of energy available i will actually refer to this graph really quick to show you guys or not show but we love graphs explain i do love a good graph so looking at this graph which is from hydro.org when compared to photovoltaics solar power biomass wind landfill gas geothermal nuclear power and coal and natural gas hydropower is the cheapest by far compared to all of those it's a beautiful bar graph lexi can see it you guys can't but it is it shows hydropower as just being a fraction of the cost of the rest of them so super fun bonus and hydropower relies on only the energy from moving water so prices don't depend on unpredictable changes such as changes in fuel costs hydropower has relatively low costs throughout the duration of a full project as well in terms of maintenance and operations obviously like any major energy source there are significant upfront costs that are unavoidable but hydropower's longer lifespan spreads these costs out over time so it's cheap in the lifetime of a full project as well 
The equipment used at hydropower facilities often operate for longer periods of time without needing replacements or repairs as well. So you save money and resources long-term in that regard. Pretty cool. Um, another advantage is that hydroelectric power is flexible. Hydropower plants can provide power to the grid immediately, serving as a really flexible and reliable form of backup power during major electricity outages or disruptions. Here is where I would like to bring up Lexi knows where I'm going with this. It's the story of the meme that pissed me off during Hurricane Ian. And it was a meme of some... Because it made no sense. It made no sense. Makes no sense. It was a meme that someone posted, and I will not name names, but if that person listens to this podcast, you know exactly who you are. This meme was a picture... Be better. Be funnier. Yeah. It was like a cartoon meme, and it was essentially... the, the, The gist was... Oh, I didn't see any wind turbines and solar pe- panels coming to save the day during Hurricane Ian. I saw gas-powered diesel, diesel, diesel truck. First of all, obviously, we we can't rely on wind turbines and solar panels to be like our main sources of backup energy in times of natural disaster. You also can though, because hydropower can be stored also I, they're not a mode of transportation like you don't ride like, a fucking yeah. solar well, panel <laughs> i know like i just nothing about it made sense but that's besides the point the point is is because we need to save fossil fuels for times of disaster when we really need them we can't be exploiting that resource for everyday use when we have all these other options because yeah there's gonna come a time which the times are coming guys climate change is really influencing the intensity of natural disasters and storms so we all need to be better prepared for when those happens. And we need to have fossil fuels on reserve, obviously. So like I said, to that meme, I say, no fucking shit. You need to understand what renewable energy actually is. Anyway. Try to be funnier is all I have to say. To yeah. And like, try to be funnier. It's not even funny. Like they need to take a tip or two from you and I. I mean, we're fucking hilarious. So what do you think? So far. I think so far, so good. Okay. Now we're on to disadvantages. Mm, the juice that everyone was waiting for. Okay. So when you think non-renewables, you think CO2, methane emissions, out the wazoo. You think gross, bad air quality, disgusting. So when you think renewable energy, obviously you're thinking no emissions or at least reduced emissions. You're thinking better air quality. We're thinking nicer for the environment, more sustainable, etc. But Something to note here is that although hydropower is considered a renewable energy source, the hydropower plants and reservoirs can still release methane and carbon dioxide. Even though this number is obviously significantly lower than fossil fuel production process, it is still present. Okay, so it still can release methane and CO2. So all less, but it still can drastically affecting oxygen levels, which can be really uh, detrimental to species who are very sensitive to oxygen levels of the water, which is not so uncommon. Many species rely on a certain level of oxygen in the water to survive. It's not. So that's important. And obviously other things, like we said, um, erosion downstream. Pretty big deal if they're not implemented properly. Another disadvantage is that the construction of these um, hydropower plants can displace people. You know, whenever you're building something such as this, it can, a lot of times, depending on where the resource is available, it could mean displacing 
people that live in that area. So that's not fun. Um, but that's pretty standard for any kind of big industrial production. Finally, geographical limitations. There are areas where hydropower is just not an ideal source of energy. It's too dry, it's prone to drought, etc. Like I said, I mean, there are places in the U.S. where hydropower is simply not an option. We've got a lot of desert and dry, arid climates here. Um, same goes for certain regions around the world. There's tons of areas where water is just not an easily accessible source of energy. So it's not, that just kind of proves our point that we were, that Lex and I were saying earlier, need to take advantage of the resources we have available. In one area that might be solar, another area might be wind, some areas might be hydro. And it, the importance is utilizing um, and integrating all where we can and when we can. Lexi, now that you've heard advantages, disadvantages, what are your take homes now that you've heard all this fun these fun facts. So I think something to look out for is going to be the expansion of the hydropower industry. because, And I say that because given all of this information, we know that fossil fuel is our main energy source at the moment, but we see that hydropower is the largest renewable source, mm-hmm. at least like as an industry, it seems to already be the largest. And typically- mm-hmm. When you already have a good thing going, it's pretty easy to expand upon. Um, And hydropower has so many electrical benefits. It can go directly into the grid as soon as it's generated. It can be stored for a period of time. And like we talked about on the fossil fuel episode, that is really important. And I know that jobs are obviously a super important thing that people are concerned with. And I feel like hydropower is something that can be fostered and grow in more rural areas where you might have dependence on other forms of um, industry that maybe aren't as growing as this one is. For instance, like back home, people from a nearby town that work in like paper mills and they work in industries that are kind of starting to go out of business. But if you have this ability to like grow on an industry where you can have stable job creation for the future, I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, I I think in this particular situation, the disadvantages are ones that are very obvious, which should make them more easily avoidable or um, able to be managed, like altering flow and uh, migration of fish. Mm-hmm. If we're aware that that is an issue, then we're better able to mitigate those impacts. So your girl's a big fan of hydropower over here, if you couldn't tell. I'm happy to hear it. I totally agree. Um, I think whenever we, we being government, United States and outside countries alike, whenever the transition to renewables is fully adopted, um, it's very, it's obviously a big point of concern is the economy. What are you going to do with all the non-renewable jobs the non-renewable energy jobs um i think the cross training of these um of this of this work and making sure the economy is taken care of in that way is really going to be really important because like you said Mm -hmm. hydropower is already very widely used and it's likely that once Mm -hmm. the the less we become dependent on fossil fuels we're gonna start just using more of what we already know 
it's already being widely used. Yep. So we're probably just going to increase. It's just like a, it's just like the easy thing to do, increase what we're already pretty good at. This poses some points of concern. Obviously, the more we use it, the more we need to really take care of that production process. We need to ensure that it is being mitigated and made sure that it's being monitored. How are we building them? Are we building them in ways that's going to be um, safe for rivers, at least as safe as we possibly can, safe for oxygen levels, safe for displacing the people that are, are living in these areas? It's just really important that we go about it in the appropriate and diligent way. I pretty much agree. I think I, I'm a fan of hydro as long as it's being managed properly. And yeah, I think it's a really reliable and cost efficient source of energy that's environmentally sound. I'm a fan. I wonder what the listeners think, you little rascals. Let's ask them, what do you guys think of hydropower? Do the benefits outweigh the costs? Should it be more widely adopted in the transition away from fossil fuels? Lex and I kind of shared our opinion, but please let us know what you think. If anyone also, if anyone lives maybe near a hydropower plant has like firsthand experience or maybe you know someone that works at a hydropower plant and you'd like to share an opinion or a story, let us know. I love that. I love that. Let us know what it's like to live near a hydropower plant. And if you know firsthand the kinds of advantages, disadvantages that we talked about today. And if you have any other insight you'd like to share, we voice notes would be so fun. I would love for people to send us voice notes because we can like integrate that into the podcast. Like, so that'd be fun if you guys could share. If you, you want to do that, that'd be awesome. Well, fine lady. I shall think we have ended this episode. Alas. I I believe you're right, my lady. Lady, my Renaissance talk is shite. Sorry. But anyways, that's Hydro. See you guys again next week for another fun episode about renewable energy. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, you know how to reach us. Please share this podcast. Please rate it on Spotify. Leave us a review. And leave us a review if you're using Apple Music or another form. I think we'll wrap it up now. I have to go eat because I'm absolutely famished. I have to go walk my parrot. Anyways. Alla prossima, ragazzi. Bye, bitches. Bye, bitches.